I got really burned out a couple years ago. I was ready to walk away, burn the bridges and let it go. And I was like, why? And I realized that I wasn't having fun because of the stress. And I started telling myself and my team that if you're not enjoying this, you should walk away. This is meant to be done in joy. And that means if you need to take a few minutes because you're really stressed to go ground yourself, to meditate, to think about something happy, feel free, please go do that. But like, we have to create an experience that we're enjoying because if we're not enjoying it as the space holders, as the energy containers for this event, then no one else is either. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that every time I was stressed or I felt like things were falling apart, then the festival started to fall apart. Uh And so I started really recognizing my own power as a space holder. And because of that, I started taking better care of myself. And when I started taking better care of myself, I was more easy, more easily able to surrender into what was and be okay with it. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever and wherever you are watching or listening, this is the Holistic Monitor. And I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor, and you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that... Let's get today's show started. Uh, Paige Zen, you are promoting the Kentucky Yoga Festival and also Playthink in Kentucky. Um, So these are two events that uh, I've been to Playthink last year. A really good time there. Uh, It was definitely, I think it was a hot, it was a hot week. It was the hottest Playthink ever it was was pretty warm (laughs) it's june in kentucky right so that's what we get um really good time and i you know what i loved about it was that uh so many of the festivals that you find out on the uh you know on the circuit are um very party oriented Mm -hmm. they're music focused which is great but but with that you get a really strong amount of uh partying and debauchery and whatnot Um, and a lot of uh, forgotten nights that sort of thing what I really liked about Playthink was that it was centered around the experience of what you were learning and um, not so much the substances if at all but the experience of being there amongst others to learn and to explore and of course the music too the music was great and you had a lot of live artists there it was really a, a really great festival and really well run too well, thank you um, and it was That's very hot but... <laughs> <laughs> no it was great and i've done a lot of festivals i've been doing festivals since 2001 as a uh, vendor and um, it was really well run and it was and it, obviously it's a great venue it and uh, so it has a lot of uh, you know positive credits towards it but it was also very um, energizing. And, you know, you come out of that feeling uh, charged mm-hmm. and in a positive way versus um, maybe a, a draining or tired from drinking or, uh, you know, substances and that sort of thing. So I, I just really thought that was a great 
thing to see. You don't see a lot of festivals like that, but it's really family focused and yet still a, a really dynamite festival. So what, what drove you towards that angle of a festival? You know, I've thought about that. I've had that question a lot over the years. We started Playthink in 2012. Um, mm. And even then, I wanted it to be family-centric. Uh, I have an eight-year-old son, but he wasn't born for two or three years after Playthink was began. Um, and it kind of started out as a desire to have a cleaner festival grounds, no trash. But mm. also, I just didn't like dealing with belligerent people. And I was yeah. like... I want to create an environment that does not have that belligerency for lack of a better word. Um, because it's just so much more fun to be yeah. with people that are, you know, with themselves that are with the, in, with what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know what to call it in 2012. I didn't, I didn't have the language. Um, so I started calling it a belligerence free festival. That's really the words <laughs> that I used. And then as we got, you know, I started using alcohol free and then it moved to sober and now we've used it to substance free. Right. Right. And Languaging is hard. It's like, I really want to talk about people, talk to people about exactly what I want, but not always knowing the language or um, different words, having different definitions for people. You know, if I say substance free, that could potentially bring in the idea of cacao um mm, mm. kombucha that has you know mild bits of alcohol in it um right. things of that nature so it's not like uh it's 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 abuse free maybe that's a better term i don't know it's really a, it is a, a tricky zone isn't it when you really yeah. narrow down if people want to get really specific about terminology the idea is that there's kids there correct don't be belligerent and belligerent free is really great but it doesn't say you know don't do something that might turn you into belligerent when you didn't weren't aware of it or something like that uh, so i just want people kind of... to be aware of you know what they're doing and who they're being and um how they're presenting themselves to the world yeah right yeah. as if they're there to experience you know themselves and the world around them in a in clarity in a sober perspective Mm -hmm. um, sober can also be, again, it's because I think substance is tricky for people. I love coffee. <laughs> you know, Right. I, I definitely think I'm close to abusing coffee because I love it so much, you know, <laughs> just like the rest of America. <laughs> right. Right. It's something I would love to curtail. I try to, you know, ad lib some water in there. So I'm balancing it out, but I, I definitely have a coffee problem. Um, you know, I will drink hot coffee on a, the hottest day in Kentucky, you know, <laughs> um, but um, it doesn't make me belligerent. It doesn't uh, swerve my perception so much that I'm, you know, not aware of my uh, faculties or of my words. And mm -hmm. it doesn't make me uh, lost or doing things that I wouldn't normally do otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The non-belligerence. Ultimately, I want I want folks to be able to respect themselves and the people around them in the process of whatever they're choosing to imbibe in. Right. Um, you know, I really don't mind if someone has a drink. Right. You can still be sober if you have a drink. Right. But it's really right. being at a place um, consciously that you can connect. Yeah. And alcohol is easy for people to lose step with. Yes, it is. Lose the count, you know. 
That's right. And that's a tricky one because uh, for me, I've I've used to drink a lot more than I do now, and um, now I'm at the point where one is enough because I get a headache and you know it's not nearly as awesome as it used to be. <laughs> uh, it comes with age, maybe or maybe not. I just stopped doing it, and when I stopped doing it, it, it didn't. You know, my body was like, eh, we don't like this anymore. Yeah. But not everybody's there. That's right. Um, and. You know, uh, that also brings up like herbs and things that people like to consider natural, not mm -hmm. a drug, quote unquote, or um, a substance, maybe they consider it a, a religion. Um, that is also a tricky spot. For some people, it is medicine and that they utilize it to get a specific reaction that they need to, to work and live in the world. But again, does it, that doesn't sound like it's making them belligerent. It makes them sound like it's giving them clarity and balance, you know. That's right. But so similarly, as if it, you wouldn't take a bottle of ibuprofen out and take it in front of a bunch of people and pass it around. Right, 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 right. So Personal we take our medicine as if it's medicine. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so that is a big theme because there's there's kids there's families there's people going there specifically for the idea that like hey i don't have to worry about my kids you know happening upon a camp and a bunch of drunk people are there or something like that yeah and i guess that's the idea right is that it's just really safe it is i want it to be safe and i want it to be comfortable for anyone off the street so yeah what i call it is the festival for people who don't festival because mm, mm. there are a lot of people that are in the festival culture and they jump from one event to the next yeah. event and they all have a similar vibe right. but play think is so different in that aspect because really anybody that isn't used to festival festivals or the culture that goes around festivals can show up at play think and still be comfortable yeah yeah exactly because it's got the vibe, but just doesn't have that element. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things that go on at festivals. And um, there is definitely a circuit and a circuit tour mentality that goes along with festivals. That's uh, pervasive. I was just having a discussion about rainbow gatherings and how they used to be versus how they are now and how they function and what the purpose of the uh, different sections of a rainbow gathering were. You have the parking lot where the cars are and the stereos and the partying and the drinking in the parking lot, much like you would be at a concert at a parking lot. And then you hike in to an inner sanctuary in a space where it's supposed to be alcohol free, uh, you know, abuse free, we'll say, and um, where people are there to in recovery will go there to feel safe, to be able to gather with their loved ones, their family and to, you know, be amongst you know, um, peers in a, in a safe way and they can bring family and all of that. Now, a lot of that changes and it depends on the situation with gatherings because you have a lot of different things going on out in the world or the location that it's at. But that was the idea was to keep the party on the outside and on the inside, it was this sanctuary where, you know, people could experience themselves and the world around them in a, in a sober or as sober as they wanted to be approach um my dad would tell you that Playthink was inspired by me going to my first rainbow gathering at the age of 12. oh okay yeah <laughs> what well, has that vibe to it it definitely yeah. does uh that was what uh, drew me to it a lot was like this is this has got a really cool and and it also has that um you know performance 
mm -hmm. element that you have going on there. A lot of great practitioners and a lot of great uh, acrobatics. Really amazing uh, setup there. Thank you. Uh, what inspired you to make it that sort of event? I was a hula hooper. Uh, hula hooping became like my passion in life. It was the first time that I started to dance and feel comfortable doing that in front of people. It was the first time that I started feeling confidence within myself. Um, this little plastic circle changed my life. And then yeah. I started performing for people. I opened up for, um, let's see, Beats Antique and Michael wow. Franti and Will I Am, and just really started doing a lot of performance in the region. Nice. And at some point I went through all of my local teachers. I couldn't, I couldn't up level and I needed more people to be able to teach me. All and right. so I was like, okay, I'm going to do a festival about it. So it really started as a performance arts festival to where people could up level their skills. Mm. Um, as I grew and my desires grew and what I wanted out of life grew. So did play think. That's great. Wow. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, that so that's an extension truly of like your path. So this mm -hmm. festival is like it's your baby, you know, it's your it's your creation and it's part of, you know, who you were, who you are, who you've become. Very much so. That's great. Yeah, cuz it does have there's yoga, there's there wasn't there laugh, laughing yoga going yep, on. Yep, there's been laughter yoga there. Always fun. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of acrobatics, aerial, a lot yep. of aerial. Anything else? What what other sorts of uh we have about 250 workshops, so it's really hard to pin it down. Um, yeah. There's slinky workshops, uh, drumming, mm. belly dancing, sword dancing, veil dancing, beatboxing, mm. Mm, different healing modalities, Thai mm. massage. I feel like I could just list and list and yeah. <laughs> There's so many different options. Um, and as so as I grew, what really became my idea for the event is for people to meet themselves where they are and to have a smorgasbord of things to test out where they want to go next mm. and to shorten that distance between who they are now and who they're going to be. Right. Really to give uh, yeah a smorgasbord of, of ideas. Yeah. If uh, somebody's got a, an interest in hula hooping, they might find themselves doing aerial and yeah. fall in love with that. And then next thing you know, that's their thing. Exactly. So it really, um, allows people to experience all of these different uh, art forms and in a way that's safe and belligerent free, which is great. And, um, and to explore where they may be going. Exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now you also do the uh, Kentucky yoga festival. Mm -hmm. That is yoga specific, or does that also have a lot of different uh, workshops? It is yoga specific, although it's also yoga adjacent. So, you know, we may have yoga class, meditation classes and healing classes. We dabble a little bit in permaculture, but it stays pretty, mm. pretty yoga specific. Okay. Um, and this started as a as kind of a spinoff from Playthink. After several years, I realized that a lot of our applications that came in for Playthink were yoga inspired or yoga instructors. Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't realize that there would be such a demand for yoga in Kentucky, but there obviously is. Right. And so I started the yoga festival and it's uh, really grown on its own. The, the audience that comes to the yoga festival is completely different than Playthink, which I was a little surprised by. Yeah. And we're on our fifth year, I believe, for that. Fifth year. Oh, that's great. 
and that's also growing exponentially yes <laughs> plaything is think. and uh and the yoga we anticipate fest. about two thousand people at plaything this year and about mm. 500 at the yoga festival okay that's great great size too yeah and how many days is the yoga fest it's three days okay that's a three day and, and plaything is five is that correct right? okay yeah, it's a lot of time to explore and a nice long weekend to be out camping. It's a that's a camping event yep. as well. Both are camping events, and um, the reason that Playthink ended up starting on a Wednesday is because I every time I went camping, I was like, nobody wants to set up their tent and their entire right. camping situation, and then tear it down two days later. Like if right. I want to set it up, I want it to be there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I really set up Playthink to cater to to people like me, right. which is, I don't know, kind of fun when I think about it. Yeah. It's, again, it's an extension of what you were wanting out of an event, which is just great. You're getting exactly, you know, all the things that you, th you liked about other events or you wanted to see, you can make happen, which is exactly. fantastic. Um, do you, um, so you have obviously a, uh, a lot going on, a lot of plate spinning. I do. Uh, with promotion. Could you speak about um, what promoting is and, and what your, you know, what your methods are and, you know, how you go about doing that? Yeah. You know, I didn't even know what a promoter was even <laughs> into the last several years. When people would use the word promoter, I was like, that just, that's not who I am. That's not, I don't understand. Um, just recently have I understood what that meant. So even though I've been putting on Plaything for 12 years, I would have not said that I was a promoter. Mm. Now I understand that it's, I would have called myself um, a host. Mm. And so now I'm like, oh, but I own a production company and I am promoting all of these different arts, all of these different right. people. Um, I feel like all of my events are creating a time in space where folks are welcome to put their magic out in the world. And I do whatever I can to promote their magic in the world and to just project it as big as I possibly can. And so I do that through social media posts. I do that through videos and pictures and telling my story and how I can relate to the world and how these people relate to the world and things of that nature. It's a lot of computer work and mm -hmm. it's a lot of conversations. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think we don't realize um, with new enterprises or any enterprise, any business, uh, how much now, how much focus there is on the on using the internet and being savvy with the internet. Yeah. We're finding somebody that else that is savvy with the internet. Yeah, that it's, one right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're smarter, not harder. <laughs> uh, Cause there's so many, and then it, everything changes every year. So it's it just does. a whole nother, you know, whole nother thing to learn with Facebook being one of the big ones. That's just like, there what it are is. you doing now? <laughs> you know? yeah. Facebook's not even it anymore. It's Instagram, right? Or yeah, or is it? I mean, yeah, exactly. Is it TikTok, or is it? You know, <laughs> next year it's going to be something completely different. Uh, maybe, yeah. or maybe you'll have to do two at the same time and make those work, or you know, who knows? It's it's crazy. Yeah, and then you started in 2012. Mm -hmm. It was definitely less focused on the internet um, in 2012. I yeah. still think that if social media didn't exist, if Facebook specifically did not exist, I would have had no idea how to promote anything. Mm, yeah, yeah. With, with social media, um, it turned like bulletin boards that you would search for before or forums or websites that had lists and directories 
it uh, it just basically put that on its head and you know it's a social media platform so you can search for it within its within the social media and find the events and find the directories that way yep. you can still find the websites for the directories but that's mainly how the uh, direct advertising was online back in the day it was jam base or something with festivalnet.com or something like that mm. another directory where you would go and you'd have to list all of your your event on all these different websites so that people that were looking on their specific website would find it but um, you should still do that and you need to do that <laughs> i mean it's still <laughs> there social media <laughs> yeah and social media it just adds more stuff now do you have you have a production company do you have a website specific for the production company I don't. It looked like, yeah, you have a uh, website specific for the events. I do. And so that's where they live, basically. And then you update the website per year as the event uh, kind of unfolds Correct. or starts to develop. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And that's a good method because it keeps the, the domain strong and it keeps people on the bookmarks real easy, easy place to find it. Um, and as far as your... Um, as far as with the Kentucky Yoga Festival, um, how many, you have like I said about 500 guests coming sure. in, about how many um, teachers would be at that event? I believe that we have 37 instructors this year. Instructors, right. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, that is, that's really big. Yeah. And I think yeah. we have 90 something workshops. Wow. Wow, that's something. Yeah, so it's a jam-packed weekend. Jam-packed weekend. There's yeah. a little something for everybody. Or you could just sit back and get in the river. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Very good, yeah. And that, that's coming up. Um, and what what uh, weekend is that? It's in about two weeks. It's May 19th through the 21st. Okay, weekend before Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the weekend before that. Okay. And that is not the same location as Plaything. Correct. So Playthink is at Terrapin Hill Farm in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, and Kentucky Yoga Festival is at Barren River Magic in mm. Center, Kentucky, which is about 45 minutes from Cave City. Cave City. I don't know where any of that is. Uh, um, Cave City is where Mammoth Cave is. Oh, okay. So closer to uh, Tennessee mm -hmm. and what is that, Indiana, I guess, down there? Is that right? I don't know about Indiana. It's just but south I of Indiana or just east of uh definitely Missouri. close to tennessee something like that yeah tennessee yeah it's down towards the bottom uh left yeah. of kentucky <laughs> not the center of kentucky correct <laughs> center kentucky yeah that's great so that that event really looks um a place where a beginner could go and kind of pick up and get an idea as to how to do yoga or learn the practice yeah. of yoga it's definitely for brand new beginners or experts. It's really a wide variety of skills. We have anything from yoga nidra, which is yogic sleep, mm. um, to laughter yoga, um, and then also some like kundalini and tantra mm. and some more more skilled options. Classic, classic styles. I don't know that sleeping one. That sounds great. It's a really beautiful practice. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, there's there's so many different forms of. Um, yoga. Do you do you look for the variety when putting this together? Or you I do. With... I look for a variety. Um, I also look for things that are accessible by a wide range of people. Um, I'm 
a mom. I am 38. So I, and I have fibromyalgia, so I have chronic pain. Mm. And mm. I just, I want to make sure that people of all ages of all abilities have something to, to welcome them into the event. Right. No matter where they're at, basically. Correct. Yeah. Um, and you, so that would be an extension that was based off of how many responses you were getting for people to go to play think as, mm -hmm. um, as yoga instructors, are there any other, um, instructors that you're seeing as just a lot of at, at PlayThink or you get a lot of requests for? So over the years, we've had a lot more, um, I would call them healing or discussion-based workshops. Mm. And a lot of that's is discussing on almost like different subcultures or how we relate ourselves, relate to ourselves or relate to the world. Um, so things like, you know, men's circles, women's circles, oh, okay. mother daughter circles, like people, there are people really looking for connection. Yeah. There's a lot more of those community based discussion style workshops being offered. Hmm, very interesting. Okay. So it's hmm. more about um, almost a psychology type of uh, angle too. Yeah, like self help community. psychology. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, I wouldn't expect that. I was surprised myself, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yoga, I would have thought hula hooping or aerial. It seems mm -hmm. like that's wildly popular. Um, the, we do have a lot of those and, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of aerial. I don't. It seems like that's becoming more and more popular uh, as things go. Uh, my my first time that I saw what I would call a uh, an experience uh, type of festival was in the Northwest String Summit, and I can't remember the venue, but it's west of uh, Portland, Oregon. It was a uh, Yonder Mountain String Band event. And they had like a tent with um, what the bleep do we know playing in the tent, you know. There was a lot of different places and pods you could go to to experience different things. Uh, but it was also very music centric. And it was definitely a party, but it had these experiences that you could go and do different things. Um, I thought that was the coolest thing at the time. Uh, and then I went to Burning Man and I realized Burning Man probably inspired a lot of these different uh, themed type of um, events that were starting to pop up. Uh, when I went to PlayThink, I, I had that same vibe, but I also, okay, because of the uh, non-belligerence uh, level, it just had such a, a clean and you know, really uh, focused approach mm -hmm. to the experience. It was really about, you know, you going there and getting an experience and learning. Yeah. If you'd like to like develop your life and develop a new skill, learn about something that you maybe never knew existed. Yeah. Um, that was what I caught off of PlayThink. I went to Burning Man for the first time in 2010 and mm. it very much inspired me starting PlayThink in 2012. Yeah, yeah, it's very inspiring. And, and that's really it, like theme camped type of yeah. experience. And it's an experience for sure. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different festivals all over the country. A lot of them have adopted the theme um, role within the event, even if it's mainly sponsored by a band or something like that. Um, I haven't been to some of the bigger ones, but um, Bonnaroo back in the day uh, has yeah. some of that. I'm sure it has more of it now than it did then. Yeah, I went to Bonnaroo in 0, from 04 to 08, and it had, a, mm. like you said, just a teeny tiny bit of that, but yeah. 
not really yet. It was there in 04, I believe. Maybe we crossed see, Can I remember? <laughs> you know, was it 04? Yeah, <laughs> somewhere around there. 04, 05, something like that. The first time there, it was like, oh, this is this is why, this is the kind of thing I hate. And then yep. I went back the next year, so <laughs> it wiped out all their festivals in June. So it was like, well, I guess this is what, what's happening. But um, it, it it's an experience. And yes, they, I think MTV had some kind of tent there. The, the last year I was there, it was becoming more arcade and there's all sorts of weird stuff going on in the parking area. Um, so out of all these festivals, uh, what aside from your own, because I would imagine Playthings has got to be one of your favorite events, if you get to experience it and have fun, of course. Uh, what other festival out there do you find to be like your current top? So I actually don't go to a lot of festivals. Oh, okay. Um, really just because I'm a single mom. I have an eight-year-old, and it's hard mm -hmm. for me to find a festival that I want to take my child to. Right. Um, I did go to a brand new one last month and in summertown tennessee called sanctuary summit it's mm. put on by bico cassini um okay. it was a phenomenal little festival 200 people oh yeah um i really i like the little ones yeah yeah they're the best, <laughs> they're the best. Yeah. yeah you get overwhelmed been, with the big ones and you miss yeah, half I, the stuff <laughs> at burning man last year i did or this past year i did get to meet paul stamets it was one of the first time i started wow. going to workshops there and that was pretty it's pretty that's epic. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty neat. I definitely want to have him on the show, actually. So, <laughs> I've been eyeing him up on uh, on Facebook. I'm like, hey, you got to get on the show. <laughs> he's really wonderful. Yeah. Um, and he, it was just, yeah, I fangirled. I sat in the front yeah. row and just, like, listened to his every word. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yep. So you do Burning Man. That would be one that you still do? Yep. Um. I go to Burning Man. I went to the Sanctuary Summit. Really just my own events. Yeah, I really don't yeah. go to a lot of others. I'm yeah. trying to think of anything else I've went to recently. I went to um, Bonnaroo from 04 to 08. I went to All Good, which doesn't exist mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, These are all back in the day, too. Yeah. <laughs> in comparison. Yeah. And so I'm just, yeah, life's a little bit different these days. It happens that way, doesn't it? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. The, um, uh, let's see. So as far as the scope of development for the event, um, where do you see it going in the next five, 10 years? I'd like it to stay in the same realm of, of genre. Um, mm -hmm. I want Plaything to be a transformational festival. I want people to be able to show up, be radically seen, heard as truly themselves to where they feel the most comfortable so they can grow into their highest potential. Um, and I just want to be more of that. I want more art. I want more awe and wonder, um, more magic. And I'd like it to grow to, you know, no more than 5,000 people and just really just hone in on that message of, you know, positive lifestyle intentions and, and growing as humans. Yeah. Yeah. 5,000 is per the perfect. That's the top. Yeah. I don't want to get bigger than that ever. Yeah. And it, would it stay at uh, Terrapin Hill? It's a hard one to say. I'm not really sure yet for now. Not your property. So you can't, Correct. <laughs> you don't know what they're going to do. So yeah. Uh, I don't, I imagine they have a capacity, but they have a lot of room there too. Their capacity is about 6,000. 
Okay. My biggest concern, for lack of a better word, is that they prefer bluegrass music. Hmm. Hmm. And my music is not bluegrass. I really right. feel like we need that electronic music for people to feel like they can get in the flow and dance. Right. And um, so I feel like that may cause me to want to move one day. Yeah. If there's some kind of uh, imbalance happening there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the music was great. Just amazing. Got some great reels from it. <laughs> you know, really good time, you know. Uh, the hill right over there by the stage, just, just great. You know, it's just such a great setup. Um, and, and it feels like there's a lot of room. Mm -hmm. It just feels so wide open. Like if you didn't want to be around people, do something, dance on your own in the hill or something like that. Very doable. You know, I love that venue. I hope that we yeah. never have to move. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, it's definitely fantastic. My first time was in 2005 there and I, uh, for one of the, that was a fall Terrapin Hill Festival. I don't know if it was called anything besides Terrapin Hill Festival at the time. Maybe Harvest Fest. Something or like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was good. I, I had a fun time. I loved the venue. Um, but that was, the, that was the last time I was there until uh, 2021. So, yeah, big gap of time. But uh, definitely one of the best venues because of the different terrain space there's just a lot of room and, and uh water there's water there i love know. the feng shui of the event the way or the venue it's really the way that it's in a circle mm -hmm. and from the campsite you kind of like walk people in um activity by activity until they get to the main stage late at night and then you kind of walk yeah. them back back through to the campsite and it's just a really it's yeah. set up so perfectly it's really cool yeah it's a really cool space uh do you have any kind of um uh fun events happening that you'd like to um, uh, talk about as far as new workshops at, at the, the think or yoga fest mm, let's see <laughs> something that you're really looking forward to um honestly i have not had a lot to do with the workshop schedule this year oh, okay. i brought in a, a new organizer who kind of has gone through all of the applications they've accepted them put them on a schedule and I've only mm. seen a few. So I'm going to be really surprised on, on what's there this year. That's good. Yeah. That's fantastic. So for you, that could be, that's, you know, another part of the uh, event to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are bringing in a new, a company called joy of bubbles that bring, mm. they do like these led bubble shows and oh. I'm really excited about that. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Okay. That'll be a nighttime. <laughs> it's going to be they're kind of set up during the day and at night oh wow okay the stage performance they're uh, going to be near the stage but not on the stage so kind of a an experience yeah. magical experience that just happens to happen <laughs> yeah what i also loved was just the huge amount of um art being made on the spot yes really cater to people to come and do art and showcase it that was really awesome. I feel like there are so many aspects in our lives that we keep to ourselves. We get up, we go to our office job, maybe we have small talk. We may be like, oh, my, you know, I'm doing okay. How are you? Basic, shallow conversation. And we don't really get to share our passions or be our true selves. We don't get to dress in the way that we want. We don't get to express our art. Um, and so I feel like Playthink, really festival culture in general, but Playthink specifically, 
caters to being able to be radically seen. Yeah, for sure. And when you are seen and not judged, when you are fully accepted, then it allows you just to be even more yourself. That means people are actually bringing their art and they're showcasing it because they're proud and it's something that they just don't get to do usually. And supported too. Correct. They get to get that acknowledgement that, you know, their, their art is also valuable. That's right. Acknowledged by the community. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get a lot of I've seen a lot of development with uh, stage art, people doing live art at the shows. Um, but I, I and maybe it's I'm just out of the circuit, but there was so many. <laughs> I thought, wow, this is awesome. You could just uh, hang out by the art and watch watch it being made. Yeah, that was a, its own experience, you know. Very good I love time. In the different that. workshops that the artists come out, you know, they you start them and they're almost just a couple brush strokes, and by the end of the event, they're these masterpieces. Yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> something to experience for sure. It is. What um, What are the dates for Playthink? It's uh, June fourteenth through the eighteenth. Okay. Which sadly is the same weekend as Bonnaroo this year. <laughs> ah, the middle of of June. Now, does that not normally happen? It's all shifted. It, has been every three years because mm. our I think my I'm always on Father's Day weekend and I think that they okay. were always the second weekend. Yeah. But since they canceled over through the pandemic, I'm not sure how it lines up now because we've been the same year two years in a row now. Interesting. Yeah, they might have they might have shifted to the middle of uh, the same weekend or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they they I believe they canceled it and then they tried to do it in the fall. I don't know if they actually did accomplish that. The and shutdown. then it got flooded, like there was really bad weather or something. Oh, okay, my first year it was it's it felt like it was flooded. <laughs> I was standing yes. in the you know calf deep water. Almost <laughs> All I can water. remember the feel of the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, waiting for the dead to come on or something. It's like, oh, this is this isn't good. Lightning striking. <laughs> yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do you find that that's any kind of conflict? I feel like it, there's such different um, events that it's just you're not going to see a, really any kind of fluctuation. Very little. There's a few people that tell me like, OK, I'm going to come the year that it's not at Bonnaroo, um, but minimal. Yeah. You know, I feel like Bonnaroo is very it's very much catered to that 30 something crowd. Hmm. And Playthink is really caters to the full family. It's I mean, we really have all ages people bring their grandkids their grandparents their parents um it's just a a much different vibe yeah it's a very memorable event and i think it's because it's so family oriented family centric that you're seeing like something that you don't normally see at festivals and that's that's the thing you can you definitely can take away is that there's there is an element of true community at the event uh, and it is the kid element. You hear the kids talking, playing at the playground. There is a uh, a dynamic change when you have like family like present versus just the party. Which, it's not uh, just the kids. It's also the elders. Right. We have multiple people in their seventies that are teaching workshops. Mm. Um, to me, it's like the it's the full family spectrum. Yeah, yeah. It's a learning place for sure. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Does the yoga festival kind of, um, is it kind of designed around that same principle? It's actually a little bit different. Um, So we still welcome kids, of course, but it's not as kid centric. It's really more geared towards those 30, 40, 50 year old. Mm -hmm. 
yogis. Um, right. We have a bar. We have a mimosa and Bloody Mary bar each day. So it's not mm. sober. Right. Um, it's it's really catered to a different crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Not so family centric because it's yeah. it's marketed towards yoga. So it's Correct. not. Uh, yeah. Now, my eight year old comes. He has a blast. I still feel safe with him there. Right. A mimosa bar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's a yoga festival. We're not talking about, you know, um, acoustic hookah or something like that. No, no disrespect. <laughs> it's still primarily people doing yoga. We're still mostly right. asleep at midnight. Yeah. You know. right. It's an earlier event for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And how, and what kind of grounds is that on? That's you said it was, um, what was the name of the uh, it's venue? Barren there? River Magic. It is mm. also a really beautiful venue. Um, there's like a grand hall. He calls it a barn, but it's, I mean, it's like a wedding hall that's just really set up with real bathrooms. Mm. Um, mm. There's a big pavilion. It's right next to the Little Barren River. So we do sup yoga, paddleboard yoga. Um, it's It's gorgeous as well. Yeah. In its own way. It's very different, sounds like. But uh, Playthink also has... Uh, bathrooms too right and it does yeah. yeah which is a nice thing oh, goodness <laughs> showers <laughs> showers and bathrooms yeah that's good yeah Not terrapin is bodies. actually a little bit more rustic than barren river magic okay barren is river barren magic, river magic a campground it is a campground okay. but it's um it was a it was originally created for weddings so it's a little bit more upper end i see uh, hence the barn yeah. yeah, nice space for indoor outdoor type of event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And that, and that capacity for that space, is that also uh, several we, thousand or? We probably can't grow past about 600. It would be difficult to. Okay. Yeah. With so the space or because of the? Because of the space. It's a yeah. rolling hills. There's not a lot of flat space. Oh, okay. So we could bring in more people, but not allow them to camp there. But that just leaves out the fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For a lot of people, that's part of the experience. Yeah. But there's probably a lot of, of day trippers too, probably for both events. Playthink uh, uh, seems like with last year being so hot, a lot of people were like, I'll come Saturday. I'll come for the specific music or uh, workshop that I want to, to be there for without the, you know, having to try and camp in the heat or something like that. And I did see you had a company there doing setting up camps too. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there's a company called Dance and Daves. They set up clamp sites or pre-ordered tents. They'll mm -hmm. do shower tents, cots, et cetera. And we're actually having them for both events. And they've been doing it for 15 years, I think. Yeah, They're time. amazing. Yeah. that's And that's great. So for anybody that's not all set up and ready to go, they can, I think you can so just go convenient. there and scan a code or something right on the spot. Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really well put together. Again, the whole event, very well put together. Lots of uh, things that are already thought of. Yeah, thank you. Which is very impressive. And um, uh, are you still doing uh, the hula hoop? I am not. Okay. <laughs> so I hula hooped for about 10 years, and I was 21-ish when I started. And mm. I hula hooped in one direction for about 10 years. And I started oh. having some back pain. I had oh, my boy. son and I realized that I had functional scoliosis. Yeah. It was a hula hoop. 
so much that it strengthened one side of my back a lot yeah. more, so much so that it pulled my spine to one side. And so I quit the hooping. Mm-hmm. I went to yoga teacher training <laughs> okay, All right. and um, moved on to other things. So I do hula hoop yeah. on occasion, but it's, I mean, it's like three or four times a year. It's very minimal. Yeah. I wouldn't even think of that, but yeah, that would be a repetitive work yep. injury type of uh, thing. And I never, professionally. I never knew. I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That will pull on one side. You got to spin both ways. That's right. And it's kind of like a, being left or right-handed, like your body doesn't feel the same going the non-dominant direction. Yeah. Yeah. I've the, the little that I, and an unsuccessful amount that I've tried to hula hoop. <laughs> it's very much uh counterclockwise, I believe is my direction. Yeah. But it, while it lasts, it's up for about two seconds. Then. <laughs> oh, you just need a bigger hula hoop. I've tried the bigger ones. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to get that. You got to get that groove going. I think it's, it's all true. the hips, right? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have the right music maybe you oh, just turned yes. on the right ah. yeah maybe i needed the right music exactly for the hula hoop <laughs> and it, but it is a great it's a for you it was a gateway for this wonderful event yeah. um and to learn other things it got you started with uh yoga then is that right it did it got me started with yoga it got me into feeling more connected with my body um and just more aware of, of who I was as a person and how I could relate to others in the world. Like it, the hoop changed my life and I'll, yeah, will never regret that part. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I, I find a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people fall in love with hula hooping. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely really cool to watch people do it at many different levels of ability. Yeah. Um, there's that Hulaween. I was going to try and go to that uh, one year, and I then I saw the ticket price. I was like, eh, okay, it's all the way in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed cool, though. Seemed like it would be a cool event where maybe I could actually learn how to hula hoop. But um, uh, that one also, I think, is very centric to hula hooping. It probably has a lot of different workshops for hula hoop and whatnot. I yeah, think. I've never been. Yeah, Hulaween. <laughs> But uh, do you have hula hooping classes at Playthink? Absolutely. Um, I think we have 20, 20-ish hula hoop wow. workshops throughout the weekend. Oh, my gosh. All ages? All ages. So there's some catered specifically for kids. There's some catered yeah. to adults. Um, anything from beginner to quad hoops, meaning using def- four different hula hoops at oh, once. Yeah. Um, Native American hoop dancing. Mm, yeah. That's pretty amazing. On body, off body, circus tricks, acrobatic hula hooping. I mean, just oh, almost anything you can think of with a hula hoop. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. And um, for anybody that is looking for more information, where can they find out about these two events? I mean, I could throw you on social media, but in reality, the website is king. So yeah. playthinkfestival.com. Hmm. Um, which will automatically link you to KentuckyYogaFestival.com. It's KYYogaFest.com. And then I also have two other smaller events that I call mini festivals. Mm. Uh, We have the GodX Initiative, which is um, a gathering catered towards everyone's men's and women's feminine divinity within them. Mm. And then we have the Equinox Connection done over the um, autumnal, autumnal, Equinox. Autumn, autumn equinox. Autumn. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Something like that. Autumnal. Yeah. Um, okay. So September. And it's 21st-ish. really about 
getting back to our roots and connecting mm. to the earth. Interesting. And where do those happen at? Those are the same venue as the yoga festival at Barren River Magic, and oh, they have okay. about 100 people each. Oh, those are nice size. Yeah. Okay. Very intimate. Very intimate. And so do they have music as well? Or? They do, but we have like acoustic music. I okay. bring in some bands to play around a bonfire. We have um, food. Like, so we bring up, we bring food for the participants. We do organic s'mores bars and charcuterie mm. boards. And it's a really just great, yeah. really beautiful gatherings. And that would be a camping oriented type yep. of event. Exactly. Okay. And those are also uh, linked through the Playthink or both yes. websites. Yes, they are both websites. All linked up. That's great. And I thought I saw that you also do um, retreat or destination yeah. uh, experiences as well. Is that right? Yep. Well, I have my very first one happening this oh. December. Um, okay. And we're going on a an adventure retreat to mm. Tulum, Mexico. I fell in love with Tulum when I went there for my yoga teacher training in 2010 and I went back three or four different times. And so I've decided that I want to take other people there because it's just nice. such a beautiful, magical location. We're going to go cenote jumping, jump mm. in all the cenotes and we're going to go in the jungle and visit the Mayan ruins and just go on an adventure and really explore the, the inner sanctuary as well as mm. you know, Mexico. Excellent. Yeah. And Tulum, where is that in Mexico? It's about two hours from Cancun and okay. um, still on the coast, of course. Is that Yucatan then? Yes, Yucatan Peninsula. And Mayan uh, temples there. That sounds fun. Yeah. Is that one of the coastal ones? Is that the goddess temple? So there's Chichen Itza, yeah. which we're going to go visit. Okay. And then there, there's about four different ruins that I have on our itinerary, but I can't remember all of them offhand. Yeah, one of them's like a moon, the moon temple and... There's a whole bunch of them. I'd have There's to look at them. Like thirty <laughs> along there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chichen Itza, I think, is inland. In, it is inland a little mm -hmm. bit, but um, that would be that. So that'll be a lot of fun. And how many days is that? Um, Seven. Trip? Seven days. Okay, so it's a nice experience. Mm -hmm. It's a nice week. Yeah. And it's really all inclusive. So it's um, okay. you know to go. It includes all of our excursions out of the world, all of the accommodations, meals etc mm. even transportation to and from the airport right nice and easy yeah and lots of experience you definitely seem to have a theme going on with themes and experiences for people to experience grow. is key yeah absolutely my big thing in life is freedom mm. i want to have freedom in my life and i really want other people to see how they can have freedom in their life and i think that learning how to be free in our bodies, free in our minds, and then free to experience the world that we're living in is, yeah. is big, is paramount. I feel like uh, experience in whatever regard it is, is a way of liberating the soul, liberating the self, uh, because it's helping it grow. And it almost doesn't matter what kind of experience it is, but we want them to be, you know, uh, wise choices. Every time that we have a new experience, we get to experience a different part of ourselves yeah. and by experiencing a different part of ourselves allows us uh, a further connection with not only ourselves, the people around us and the world around us, allowing for us to learn deeper depths. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Exposing more corners of ourselves yeah. and liberating more parts Correct. of things that we didn't realize were, were even there. Yeah. 
we get to start questioning the original programs. You know, mm -hmm. when we're born, our parents, the culture around us are teaching us different ideas and beliefs. And right. as we meet, have different experiences, meet other cultures, we're like, we start questioning those belief systems. And um, by questioning, we just get to be like, hey, do I believe that? Do I like that? Mm -hmm. um, I have a silly story about that. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> so uh, growing up my entire life, I have four siblings and my parents would get sausage rolls. We'd have sausage for breakfast, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as I got older, I, I realized I like sausage links better, but still my boyfriend, my kid, et cetera, they liked sausage patty. So I always bought it. And eventually I was like, why do I always buy sausage patties? I like sausage links. And it's like this small little thing of freedom. Right. <laughs> it's a silly story, but it just, you start realizing these things about yourself and actually choosing the things that actually support your person. Right. And that, and that's a good example on the, on a very mundane level, but it is a, a key. It could yeah. open up a whole nother door. It's what you're subscribing part of yourself over to somebody else's whims and not really realizing, you know, you get veiled for how many years did you do that? You know, um, only to find that like, you know what, I'm just going to buy links or I'll yeah. buy both. <laughs> or buy both. Like we can, we can cater to other people and cater right. to ourselves. Yeah. But don't give your power away that easily. That's a, a very, um, can be a very difficult thing to balance. It is. Depending on, because that's a very small example. There can be a lot bigger examples where, you know, many different kinds. If you're if you're living with somebody, there can be a lot of different things that you're trying to balance. If you're at work, it depends on where you work, but you're probably doing a lot of uh, coexisting and not doing things that you would normally do to make the work flow better. Um, right. And I imagine, I know with my experiences with events, um, that there's a lot of that that goes on because there's a it's a high stress situation mm -hmm. uh, a timed event you got a, your specific event you have a lot of moving parts these yes, workshops are you know no joke that's a, <laughs> think a band schedules heavy you know try to put in all these different um, uh, workshops yeah. and stages and everything like that uh, that can create a lot of havoc and a lot of stress and um, it, how do you work with that? How do you deal with the stress um, day of the show or day before the show? You know, I, the butterflies start. Organization. I start mm. early. I have it on paper. I have an entire schedule that's in a program. And if something doesn't go according to plan, let's say an instructor doesn't show up, maybe they have car trouble. Right. I ignore it. I just let it go. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. If there's 250 workshops and one doesn't happen, yeah, you're all good. <laughs> Somebody may be upset, but it's yeah. okay. And that, I think, is because you've been doing it a long time. Probably so. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that wouldn't have been your answer in uh, 2014 or 13. <laughs> Absolutely not. And last year I found, so our headliner canceled day mm. of. They couldn't show up. There um, There was maybe like a bomb threat in an airport, four mm. airports away, and they couldn't make their connection. Yeah. Something happened. They couldn't show up. And I, I remember, remember that yeah. post event and I was just like, it's no big deal. Actually, right. I liked it because we got their feedback and it just mm. made things a little bit more lucrative and right. it was perfectly fine. And, and I later yeah. was like, that would have freaked me out at one point and it yeah. doesn't anymore. That's good. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Very difficult to get there. 
but because uh, people get lost in the moment can. and want the expectation i think is the ruler there um your preparation is important your your planning organization but your ability to let go in that moment is very important and probably you know one of the biggest teachable things you could do for somebody else in event business is to say let it roll off because uh <laughs> i got really burnt out a couple of years ago i was ready to walk away burn the bridges and let it go mm. and i was like why and i realized that i wasn't having fun because of the stress and i started telling myself and my team that if you're not enjoying this you should walk away this is meant to be done in joy. And right. that means if you need to take a few minutes because you're really stressed to go ground yourself, to meditate, to think about something happy, feel free, please go do that. But like, we have to create an experience that we're enjoying yeah. because if we're not enjoying it as the space holders, as the energy containers for this event, then no one else e is either. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that every time I was stressed or I felt like things were falling apart, then the festival started to fall apart. Uh -huh. And so I started really recognizing my own power as a space holder. And because of that, I started taking better care of myself. Right. And when I started taking better care of myself, I was more easy, more easily able to surrender into what was and be mm -hmm. okay with it. Surrender into what was. And, and so that is the balance. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the balance is to say the event is going on yeah. and there are moving parts that are out of my control. And uh, whatever will be, will be. <laughs> yeah, not easy to get there. That's a, that's a talent. And I wish I could tell you how I got there, but. Yeah. Everybody wants did. to know. <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah. It's, you've been doing it uh, 11 years then? This is our 12th year. 12, 12 years? Okay. So, I mean, that's a lot of time to be, like you said, honing in on the event and really allowing it to become its own entity yeah. and to really blossom the way it's going to blossom and some of its age some yeah. of it is just growing up you know i was 25 right. when i started the event wow. yeah. um Whew. some of some of it is having an amazing team having so much support yeah um, yeah yeah a lot of a lot of parts to it to make it all work but it, the the stress factor and the ability to have things spiral out of control is it's uh it's it's relevant. Like you said, the, the headliner didn't show up. That's that could crush people, you know, uh, promoters. They could just be just all over the place with that. But, you know, you from experience probably know, OK, the show goes on. The show goes on. The, the, There's nothing somebody will go up there on the stage it. and do something fun. And, <laughs> and they did. We had I think yeah. eight different musicians came together oh. and created this amazing set that now you could have never seen that anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good event last year. I definitely, uh, I, I, and just seeing it again, knowing how it was put together, and, and then of course hearing how you handle that kind of uh, stress, is uh, is definitely a sign that you know each event is going to be a really good time, a safe event, a family event, and uh, a focused event. It's very focused. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. It really comes down to self care, you know. When that headliner canceled and I could feel the the jitters in my chest of the of the panic that was coming along, I went to a, an air conditioned farmhouse and mm. I sat there for mm. about an hour and I drank a smoothie and I ate a fried egg yeah. <laughs> and I put on sunscreen <laughs> and I just like I, 
I sat down and I breathed and I took care of myself. Right. And I waited for those chitters to subside. And then I went back into the festival and took care of things. Yeah. It's that moment pause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the pause. Well, and that's where you caught yourself from acting or exactly. reacting. I should say you caught yourself from reacting to a situation and were able to take a moment and act on the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. That's a, that's something that you should have a workshop on <laughs> how to handle stress in your life. <laughs> I, you know, I've had a lot of practice. I, yeah. I probably could teach that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there may be a group uh, workshop and you don't even know that's happening this, uh, this year. <laughs> yeah. It's that's a renegade awesome. workshop. I'll announce it on site. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not on the list. Yeah. Well, really, um, Wonderful to have you here today to talk about the event. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and I really hope that anybody in the region or in the world wants to come to a really unique event, a really unique festival, that uh, PlayThink definitely hits that. It's yeah. unique. It's focused. It's a learning environment. It's family-oriented. And it's a lot of fun. It's camping out in Kentucky. You gotta love it. I want to know. We had participants from 39 states last year. Wow, participants and being three the countries instructors, uh, ticket buyers. Oh, ticket buyers. Oh, yeah. oh, 39 countries. 39 states. Oh, and states. Countries. And three countries. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was gonna say 39 countries. Wow, that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. So you had you had um, you had people coming from all over the country. Absolutely. And then of what you know, at the very least, three countries as well. Mm -hmm. The instructors, are they coming from all over the country as well? Or are they they, uh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. They're not specific to like Kentucky region or anything like that. Not at all. Now, yeah. we do have a high percentage of Kentucky folks simply because geography, right. but um, there's a wide, we have 60, 60 some odd instructors. I don't remember the same right number, but um, they're from all over. Yeah. I know that we have some from New York, some from California, Texas, Michigan, the, we got the four corners. The big states. Yeah. Florida. Right. Um, what's the, uh, what's the headliner? We have Aquanimous and Tony Jones this year. Hmm. Okay. Tony Jones is a Michigan-based uh, affirmation-focused hmm. singer, so she really has a lot of affirmation and positive lyrics. Okay. Oh, affirmation. Right. Okay. That's yeah. great. Okay. That'll be fun. She's been my personal soundscape for a couple of years. Just really oh, has helped nice. my personal growth, and I'm excited to meet her and excited to have her out. Yeah, that'll be great. And what was the other band? Aquanimous. Aquanimous. I'm not familiar with them either. He's pretty fantastic. He also has his own festival in California called High Vibe Fest Festival. Mm. Um, and so Playthink, we have a podcast and he, we actually um, put a podcast out today with him on it. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's the, um, uh, what's the name of the podcast? Is it it's Playthink. Uh, Play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. Well, we'll link that as well. If, or is it through the website? You can listen through the website? It is. I know that it's on Spotify. I'll have to look. Okay. I, um, my assistant Courtney put, puts all of that out there. So I, okay. uh, 
I'm not sure exactly where all it's it on is. Spotify. It's probably all over the place. Yeah, so link, I do know we'll, it's we'll on Spotify because it that's where I listen to it. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here. It's really good getting to uh, talk to you and and learn all of these great bits about the events. We're looking forward to uh, this upcoming play think and um, and this year. It's going to be the best one yet. Oh, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, awesome. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. We'll talk. Take care. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. How's it going? Bye bye.